For all of you who listen to Mackie's Second Floor Studios presents Submersion and own an Android device, do me a favor. Go to the Google Play Store and download the Podcast Republic app. It's a fantastic app that allows you to get all of your favorite podcasts directly on your Android device. I personally use the app, and I love it. I can search for the podcasts I want to listen to, select them as favorites, and have them all just a click away. Make sure to set Mackie's Second Floor Studios as a favorite so you don't miss any of our new episodes. Again, the app is the Podcast Republic app, available on Android devices. Episode 55! Woo! And for this one, you guys probably realize, because you're all avid listeners, that we were gone for a whole week. That's true. Illness struck. Yeah, yeah, that's true. When the flu strikes, the clock starts ticking. We had to quarantine the sub. Meningitis. no one left, came came or left. It's true. And so, yeah, but we're back. Healthy as horses. And yes, yeah, and there's a special yes. guest as well. Ooh, there is. Hello, governors. That's my British there accent. There you go. Oh, classic. Patrick, straight in from I think London. it's going to be my, <laughs> my, my catchphrase. Hello, governors. Very nice. There we oh, go. Oh, my word. That was, that was hello, fantastic. Hello. If only we had Zach here to give us a drum roll soundboard. It's true. Great. Yeah. I mean, Patrick, you brought your uh, soundboard, right? Yeah, I love the soundboard. It's all dog noises, though. Super into it. It's pretty forced. It's all weird predator. (laughs) Yeah. We'll see if my dog makes a sound. Yeah, Patrick's dog, if if it starts making a noise, yeah, if it starts making a noise during this, we're going to let you guys hear what the heck it sounds like, because it is unreal. He growls if there's noises outside. All right. It's more than a growl. It's something crazy. We'll see. Anyway, we have- not of this earth. True. Maybe it's like John Carpenter's The Thing. Uh-oh. Well, that's just like a person, though. Anyways. It became well, we're not, shapeshifter. This isn't, this isn't Thingcast yet. We're, All right. We're, we haven't shifted to season eight. Uh, Thingcast? Thing, yeah, where we just watched The Thing uh, several times. I am very much looking forward to that season. <laughs> Can we just call it Thingcast? Yes. Obviously. <laughs> People are like, oh, you guys listen to Thingcast? <laughs> no, <God>. Duh. <laughs> Who doesn't? You guys Great. listen to Little Thingy? The podcast Ooh. about all things the thing. Dave, 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 Dave. Oh, shoot. That's not like time. the second time I've done that, which is embarrassing. Yeah. What began as an innocent conversation among friends would soon spiral out of control and later be referred to by future generations as the eighth wonder of the modern world. Mac East Second Floor Studios takes you on the journey of your lifetime as your captains, Alex the Mustard Man, the artist formerly known as Brom, Jamie the Brain, Kyle El Capitan, and Zach the Backbone present Submersion. All, All right. right. It's a pretty exciting, I guess I am pretty excited for this week. All right. So we do have a special guest, Patrick. Yeah. Why is this a movie that you wanted to be a part of? Oh, I mean, yeah. So there's there's a story behind exactly why I'm on this, right? Basically. And we should probably also tell the story of how we even got this movie, yeah, but that we'll do that later. I think that all I think that all kind it of all, it flows all into together. each other in, in some ways. Yeah. Do you want, do you want to go for is, it, Jimmy? Yeah, I'm going to start with cool. how we actually obtained this feature film. So I was looking around for films featuring submarines that have 
been trapped on the bottom of the sea. But I also wanted to transition potentially into a cycle of terrible movies because me and Patrick, I don't know if, uh, have I mentioned on the podcast before where we have a website called badmovietwins.com? Oh, is, dude, I've been putting .net. No, it's yeah. .com actually. Wow. Yeah, we, it used to be .org, but then we got to .com. Oh, because you guys got big. Yes, because we got it became an actual LLC company. But yeah, it was, it was it, Doc was Boing for a while, and then we <laughs> changed to Dot Limo, but then it became Dot Com. Yeah. Oh, well, well, nice. Yeah. Uh, what about your time as a Dot Gov? <laughs> That'd be crazy. Well, we but still, no. yeah, we still have the Dot Gov. But uh, anyways, we since we have this bad movie thing, there I wanted to transition to bad movies, and I found this one starring Stephen Baldwin. And I was like, yes, obviously, we're going to be watching this movie. And I looked, and usually, where do we find our movies? The local library. And the library said, hell no, I can't get this movie for you. And I was like, wait, what? I was like, oh, well, <laughs> shit, now I'm going to have to- They can literally get us like anything that we've looked for. <laughs> Pretty much. They can get it. Yeah. I'm With getting... the exception of like Atragon. And I like literally on the way to the library right now is a Hulk Hogan movie called Santa with Muscles. And they got that for me, even though it doesn't exist like anywhere else. Is it the VHS? It is not the VHS. Because we also found out now we have a hookup who can rip VHSs <laughs> to DVDs. It's, it's, it's a whole new world over here. Yeah. And the things are getting <laughs> the wet crazy. I've done that before, by the way. Ripped a VHS. Yeah. Highlander 2, the non-renegade cut. I, I ripped yeah. off it. It does not even not released on anything but VHS. Yeah, it's great. But anyways, this is all besides the point because I started looking around trying to find out where I could find this movie and not on Amazon. No. They, yep. No, you can't get buy a physical copy of it and it's not streaming, not streaming anywhere else, not on YouTube, which is like the last, that's the last place you look. And then mm -hmm. of course you look around and we're not, we never do anything illegal around here, but I tried some illegal streams. Obviously, if it's not something that's in demand, there's no illegal streams of it either because you just throw it on YouTube because <laughs> no one's caring. <laughs> no one cares about some down starring Stephen Baldwin. Except us. Right. That's so it. anyways, the only, there was one copy available in, at any place that I could find besides the dark web, which I did not venture into. And it was an eBay sale for $20. And I was like, there is 0% chance I'm paying $20 for this film. And I was telling my older brother about this. And he said he was really fascinated in media like this, things that don't exist anywhere, but in like one or two spots. And he bought the DVD for me and sent it to me. Wow. And that's how we ended up with Sub Down. And yeah, because he got Sub Down, I obviously had, had to partake a, in this special event. Yeah. It's a very special event. So. Now, this goes outside your guys' realm, though. It's not a major release no. at all. I hope not, actually. No, it was That'd not. be pretty bad. <laughs> no. Actually, <laughs> it was released at 2,500 theaters. Yeah. yeah. What if the day comes no. where the only place anyone has any form of this movie is our podcast, recapping it? Well, that's actually the, f the funny thing about us even doing it is like, usually when people have movie podcasts, it's to have people watch along and then listen to the podcast and get more information and more informed and they laugh along with all these scenes that they know. And this movie that they also liked watching, no one can watch this. Yeah. Like you, the listener, <laughs> like cannot we, possibly <laughs> watch this. <laughs> like we haven't. <laughs> That's it. it. We could be making up this movie. It may not exist. You wouldn't know because you can't watch it and tell yeah. us that we're wrong. It's actually, true. It's quite interesting because on IMDb, it kind of suggests that it has a release date of some kind. But it, it's a TV movie. It doesn't say it's a TV movie, but it is a TV movie. You can see it on Variety. They they say it premiered on USA on November 19th, 1997. Oh, good for USA getting this out there. Yeah, yep. got it out there. It actually did. And it looks like a TV movie. I, I'll spoiler alert to the, the recap. <laughs> Whoa. But it Whoa. looks like a, a TV very, movie I'm, on USA starring yeah. Stephen Baldwin. 
Which is clutch. Well, guys, I got to say, I think we have a societal responsibility to do a good recap of this one because we may be a little audio time capsule for this. That's true. 50 years from now. It's true. We got to be super accurate. So we need to be on lockdown until this episode is released. That's true. Okay. Because God forbid something happens to any one of us, this episode will never get out. No one will ever know about this movie. Wow. It's a lot of responsibility. It is. Okay, so we got to be really accurate. We can't say anything stupid or like lies or whatever. So we open, zoom in, Stephen Baldwin's dick, straight up. Really? First 10 minutes is just on it. And I'm like, whoa, this is crazy. This premiered on USA Network. And the answer is yes, it did. Great. Yeah, oh, that's, that's exactly how it opened up. Yeah. So they then they transition from that. They fade into a bunch of exploding ice. Now, little t- the viewer like doesn't crazy know crazy amounts of exploding yeah. ice. The yeah. viewer doesn't know this, but this is actually set in the future. This is a this is a no future. way, We're dude. Flashback because this turns out to be something that happens later. Yeah, in the man. Movie. You ever see that in a TV movie? What? Starting with the end? No, no, never happened before. <laughs> not not in TV world. <laughs> no, for sure. Because those were like straightforward. This is all we want. All right. So, anyways, we zoom around some uh, Arctic landscape. We get some bumping tunes, classic. And there's a whole bunch of bumping tunes in this, particularly for our hero, Stephen Baldwin, because next oh, yeah. place we are is Washington Naval Base. And Stephen Baldwin, let me tell you, looking sweet. Oh, and dude, he's got like haircut. the greasiest looking goatee. Oh, his that, hair. I just looks love the like, split. It's like split and long and kind of straight. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Dude, boy, it's, it's like boy band right down the middle. Oh yeah. yeah, it's like he, it's like it's made out of fabric, not hair. That's what I thought of. But yeah, it's true. It's the like way, he's trying way, to be a nerd, yes, but also trying to be handsome. Yeah. So this, my description was the latter. Yeah, was because the Baldwins didn't go to high school. They can only imagine what a high school nerd looks like, <laughs> and this is what he thinks a high school nerd looks like. Is like, I'm. I have a goatee and I have like long hair and I have like a stupid shirt on and now I look, but I'm also going to get the girl. Wait, I'm going to get the girl. Is the script correct? I don't understand. How can a nerd get the girl? <laughs> no, it yes. seems like, you know what? I changed the ending. I get the girl. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, okay. So, <laughs> so anyway, he looks like a big old monster person. He, he's bumping around, bumping his tunes. <laughs> monster. Obviously, he's huge. Uh, he looks, he literally looks like he's like almost b- barely human at this point. I don't know. <laughs> He's gigantic. And anyways, he's bumping some tunes. He's supposed to be a genius or something. Anyways. Yeah. But he's also, but it's not, you know, it's cool tunes. He's got the portable CD player with got like the, the little headphones. They're actually very similar to the headphones you have on right yeah, now. That's true. Because I don't know where I found those. And I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure he's actually the shortest Baldwin brother. <laughs> Is he? Yeah. Sure. I think so. Used to know. Um, uh, and then, yeah, so then there, he's part of like a scientific team. So a British scientist comes on board and dude, this guy's awesome. Cause he's literally on the phone with somebody and he's walking up to the sub. And you he, can tell this conversation, just whatever. He's like, I'm bored with this conversation. Yeah. I'm at the sub. Bye. He's I, like, the statistics in that paper were, were not were unbelievable back in the seventies. Get out of here. Yeah. Basically, yeah, he literally, it. he actually literally says, that he says, I'm bored with this conversation and he just clicks it. I'm just like, you're about to go into submarine, man. Who are you talking to? Like, it really was <laughs> yeah. very strange the way yeah, he, like, alert. I would love to end a conversation like that. <sighs> Sp- spoiler alert. I think he was the best actor in this film. But oh, that's yeah. besides the point. I have confirmed Anyways. he is the shortest Baldwin brother. He's five what foot ten. Five foot ten. Really? Uh, Alec is six foot and Billy and Daniel are both six two. Oh, that's pretty you impressive. Think they rub that in Steven's tiny little <laughs> eyes. Probably. Maybe. 
So anyways, they're heading to a sub called the USS Portland. Um, you can also see their little submersible, their yellow submersible on the top, which is what, – what's it called again? The Merv or something? The Marvin. Marvin. Yeah, the Marvin. <laughs> The Merv. Anyways, uh, Baldwin is doing some work on it and they joss around for a while. They're like laughing and laughing and laughing about all kinds of stuff. But they're also waiting for Lauren, the the woman scientist, who's not really part of their team in reality. She's kind of yeah. a separate scientist on the boat. She's and a whale so she's, biologist. Yeah, she's a whale biologist going to study whales. And she's like, don't worry, of, man, that will come into play later. <clears throat> she's like the second step. It's almost like uh, that. You know, really good film we watched with James McAvoy, Submergence. Oh, yeah. Remember how there was like different scientific teams and they were doing different things and they were the, the last one? She was she the was, last she one. She was the last one in this one. Blessedly, so, yeah. I never watched that film. But the yeah. thing we do really know about Conti, the, the British scientist, is that he's not brilliant enough to calculate the weight of the polar ice caps. But guess who right. is? Stephen Baldwin. Stephen Baldwin. Stephen effing Baldwin. Yeah. And this is kind of, this movie's what, 97? Yeah. Uh, they're even referencing global warming. Yeah. Yes. I actually well, was very impressed warming, by that. Yeah. Well, global warming's been around for a really long time. Yeah, really long time. But, but this was before like yeah. even Al Gore Bef- like yeah, ran before for president. It, like, blew up. That's true. Before it became super duper duper extra huge, I guess. I don't yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Because if you were to see it in a movie, you'd be like, oh, what's that? Now we're all like, oh, we kind of know what that yeah, is. That's, so that's what's going to kill us. And we all laugh at each other and we <laughs> smile. <laughs> As we drive our- Six-wheel SUVs. Yeah. You only have six wheels on your SUV. I know, dude. I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. Well, anyways. Uh, so, Lauren is having some trouble getting into the base. Like, she had a bunch of equipment, and they're not letting her through. So, this gives us some opportunity to see some of the other people who are on the the boat. Most importantly, E from Entourage. Uh, Kevin Conley. Kevin Conley, director of Gotti. He Zach's, directed that? Zach's yeah. favorite film, yeah. Wow. And... Uh, he gets like a little present from his girlfriend because apparently during this cruise, it's going to oh. be his birthday or something. Oh, it's a present. And right. it is 100% nudes. It's a spicy yep. towel of some kind, maybe. <laughs> it's a spicy towel. I think it is a spicy towel. Yeah. <laughs> Seems a little bit strange of a gift, but fine. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good one to give somebody. Hey, I got you this nice yeah. spicy towel. And he kind of hides it from the rest of the guys so that he can jerk off to it without mm-hmm. them knowing it. Dude, doesn't she know everybody on that sub is going to see that stuff? Straight up. Anyways. She knows. So, anyways, Baldwin is super anti-military in this film, and he's not afraid to speak his mind. Get out of here. Which I'm sure it's just great for him to be trapped in a um, sub with a bunch of members of the military. And he's also, while he's not afraid to speak his mind, he is afraid of diving under the water. (laughs) Yeah. So, so double up, not the great thing about being on the sub. (laughs) He's afraid of going underwater, and he's the guy who invented Merv. Marvin. Merv. And so- Right. Uh, and Lauren shows up and Baldwin literally looks out the window of the Merv and is like, uh, <laughs> me like. Yeah. It was like cartoon, <laughs> a cartoon eyes came out of his, it came out of his head. He's oh, like, ooh. Yeah. And I, I was like, a, whoa. I, yeah, I do appreciate how invested Stephen Baldwin was in this film. Yeah. Oh, dude. He was mugging like a lot. Yeah. At one point, movie. I literally yeah. said, it's it's shocking that St- Stephen Baldwin is not the best actor in this film. <laughs> like, <laughs> they got Stephen Baldwin, they're like, yes. And then they got him there, and they're like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, he's <laughs> not good at acting, though. <laughs> but. So we head to the con. We get an introduction to our captain and some of the other people who are around there. He's a total hard ass. And who, the captain? The captain. captain. Yeah. yeah, he is. Yeah. And, uh, Lauren, I guess, goes to talk to him about something, and we kind of just see him working around. He seems like a classic captain of the submarine, whatever. 
And then Lauren is working on some like whale book report or something. It's actually funny if you read the words that she's written. Yeah. It's literally the most basic information about yeah. whales. I'm like, I don't think you need to spell this out. <laughs> just, this is not for a scientific just paper. Says, a whale is a fish. Yeah. And you're like, wait, what? What are we, what? Whales don't have teeth. They have baleen. <laughs> right. Basically. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so Baldwin uh, and her flirt a little bit. And uh, he shows off how smart he is and about how much, how many books he reads. It's kind of like how you, when you are flirting with ladies yeah. or when you used to before you were happily married. Right. Uh, Almost seven years ago. Right. You used to always flaunt how many books you were reading. Yeah. yeah. People can't get enough of hearing about what I read. That's what he you was doing before we started the podcast tonight. Oh, I just read right. a book about having a baby. True. That is true. <laughs> yeah. I did do that. And then I talked about reading The Giving Tree. So I guess two for one. Yeah. So then they dive, dive, dive. Yeah, they do. And they're off. And you see Baldwin. He's real scared. He's like a real scaredy cat. I'm like, no, not underwater. Gosh. And he's saying some po- poetry, <laughs> Wordsworth, Wordsworth or whatever. I don't oh, know. he was reading the um, Telltale Heart. Right. By Grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, that's and then, and then it just like <laughs> turns into it. So we head up to the Bering Strait. So we're kind of near Alaska and they suddenly get a contact. Sonar Chief is like, yo. And this is the worst, by far the worst actor in the film is this little bit part by this guy who comes yeah. up and goes, Sonar Chief asked if you would come to the Sonar concert. And I was just like, holy shit. <laughs> was he like the son of someone? Jesus. <laughs> you got to replace this dude. Dude, that's... That's good. Yeah, it's good acting. Yeah, the sonar guy knows it's an Akula class, Akula, mm-hmm. and but it's a new one because he knows he's like real good at all the, like the different Akula stuff that are out there. Yeah, so he knows this is like a, maybe an experimental one out there, and they're like, "Oh wait, does it hear us?" And he goes, "It's in our baffles, sir." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and they're like, "Yeah, high fiving, yeah. bust out the margaritas." They're like, "Thought there was no liquor on this ship." Like when we see the fucking new Akula, it's when you know. And then they do chicken right at this thing. And they're like, aren't you going to move? And the captain's like, no way. And then they don't. And the Akula disappears. It well, turns around. It kind of right? turns. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, it chickens out. It does. They all celebrate. They're, they're putting on like music and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they're like dancing around. And we transition over to a dinner scene straight out of Crimson Tide. Yes. It's literally a copy of Crimson Tide. But better. (laughs) (laughs) And so the captain and Baldwin are going back and forth uh, about strategic theory, obviously. Well, you missed missed the most important part, which is when the guy's like, I don't know if I need to listen to a person with an earring. Oh, that's right. (laughs) Oh, we did say that. Yeah. Yeah. So anti-earring bigot. Yeah, that's when I like noticed us, that he was then. wearing an earring. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't notice he was wearing an earring at <laughs> all. And then you look, like, then you have to yeah, look. Oh yeah, he is wearing. You're like, oh, I forgot that was a thing. A very that's why tasteful he's a earring. Got it. Yeah. So, anyways, they discuss the theories of Edvard Lut- Lutvak, um, which is some ec- economist who wrote a lot about theory of war in peacetime kind of stuff. Yes, I think. I guess they said in the new book by Edvard Lutvak. Come on. <laughs> his last book was in 1993 get out of here not not true but then he released one later so the book, new book wasn't out yet when this movie was released come on gosh gotta keep up with this stuff you can't pass that by me no i'm close washing this shit you're literally like one of maybe four to five people who have seen this movie in right and i'm the last uh 15 years so anyways we get to easily my favorite scene and the craziest scene you may not even have taken notes on the scene when the cook comes out and doesn't, 
Oh yeah, you, you know what his name of, is, a right? Of, a bunch of basketball, a bunch of basketball oh, yeah. tricks. You know his name though, right? The what was the name? The actor's name is Twirly Delight to Listen. Wait, is that a joke? I'm pretty sure he's like part of whatever you whatever they are. The Globetrotters. The Harlem Globetrotters. The Harlem Globetrotters? It didn't have any well, information, good. but his name on his IMDb name was is? Twirly Delight to Listen. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. But anyways, I totally forgot about this yeah. scene. It was like crazy. He came out and just crazy. doing these things. And everyone's like, Zay! and just like the looks on their face like, Boo! and he would like curl the ball in the thing. Yeah, he's like spinning the ball. He like had his arms out in a circle. He was going around his chest and his yeah. arms. It was amazing. Yeah. And the next episode of this podcast is just us analyzing that scene specifically. So we'll yeah. have to move on. Because, oh my God. I well, The second time I watched it, I was like, this is even better than the first time. Oh my God. Wait, you watched this a second yeah. time. Well, we were supposed to record last week, but oh, people got okay. sick, and then I watched it again to make sure my mind was sharp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I am probably the only person who's ever watched this twice. I'll, I will give that. So anyways, they are fucking loving this. And then yeah, they are. we see, uh, I think we see, I think uh, Stephen Baldwin's bumping some tunes again, and he gets stopped by the other scientist. Um, I did want to know he was reading a book called Dar- Dardanelle's Patrol, which is a book about a submarine. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Kind of weird. Mm. Anyways, yes. <clears throat> Then we well, get- the main thing here, Baldwin always talks about how well read he is and how he knows all kinds of things because mm-hmm. he's a genius. Right. And he's sexy. Right. But then anyways, the cap- uh, the, uh, the other scientists are like, slow your roll with all this anti-military military stuff. Okay, we're on a fucking submarine. Okay. Anyways, then we go over to Lauren and the sonar guy. And again, a really weird scene, which seems to airmail a relationship between Lauren and the sonar guy. No, mm-hmm. oh, dude. What's going on? And I'm like, oh, I guess they're not going to make- that's kind of refreshing. They're not going to make Stephen Baldwin and her smooch at the end. They're going to have her actually kind of fall in love with this sonar guy that she has a yeah. lot in common with instead of this bozo who she doesn't really. Oh. This bozo with yes. an earring. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is a whole bunch of scenes that we kind of just to go, we get a bunch of funny stuff. It's like E from Entourage realizes his nude, the nudes from his girlfriend are gone and they're hung up in the like the galley or whatever. And everyone's like, obviously, it's going to happen. And then uh, we get to the second best scene in the film after the basketball scene. <laughs> this is the shower the shower? Shower There scene. we go. Yeah. Definitely oh. my favorite. This scene. is actually two two episodes from now. It's going to be just us analyzing this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because holy shit, it's like I wrote this scene. I can't yeah. believe it actually oh, existed. I loved it. Yeah. So, anyways, Baldwin's in there taking a shower and he's bipping and bopping. And Lauren comes in and is like, Do you mind? And he's like, Oh, whoa. Now they are separate stalls. Yeah. He's like, I don't mind, but. But you can still see across. You can see across. Like, it's maybe like, what, a chest height stall? Oh, and, and she, when she undresses, she's like facing him. Like, yeah. Straight up like, do you mind? And yeah, they like, get they uh, get dressed and undressed like in the open when you could just do right. it in a stall. Right. You can do it in a stall. But they don't. But they don't. Yeah, but come on, Patrick. That's not sexy, sexy or yeah. exciting. It's true. And, and something we don't know anything about, they make a whole bunch of dick jokes here. Yeah, which were great. Where she's basically like, "Oh, it's smaller than I, than I thought," and he's like, "Um, wh- he's like, what up, are you talking up, about?" Up, 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 up. It's cold. <laughs> she's like, uh, "Your dick, obviously." <laughs> uh, he's like, "What?" And then she's like, "Oh, the submarine." He's like, "Oh, oh yeah." <laughs> and then he falls. Righteous. Like, yeah, I forgot he fell. Yeah. And then something about washing backs or some shit. Yeah. That's later. They and bring, she's it, like, they bring no that thanks. back later. It's yeah. great. The black dude yeah. walks in. Mm. No, the, 
Oh yeah, actually, I did like I did like his response where he, the way he turned around and left. But the, 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 the funnier thing was Stephen Baldwin when he was out of the shower and got his towel around him, just him and just clearly like flexing and sucking in his gut, like his body. She's <laughs> like, Argh! Argh! "Hey, what's up?" <laughs> yeah. oh, that's so great. Yeah, it's the best. Anyways, but yeah, when that guy does come in, it zooms leaves. in on his feet. Yeah, yeah, and you just see it like just. Spin, spin around, around and leave yeah <laughs> it's amazing uh, well directed and we'll get to that in the trivia yes mm. uh so finally they're ready to launch so we had all those fun little vignettes and now but they're now they're ready to launch to go for their scientific trip and lauren wants to go she's like yo i this, i've been waiting my whole life for this you promised me and i want to go on the sub submersible with you and they're kind of like it's true it is built for three and she's a photographer and can take maybe good pictures and they have a cute little scene where they quiz her about some stuff yeah. and actually and thought, she crushes it i actually thought that that is potentially like and I, that that's not actually a good scene i was surprised that it existed in this film but anyways um while they're out kind of studying the ice the akula comes back and so they're like, you got to get back in here. And they're not really sure what's going on. But so they see out of the submersible. The submersible is hooked to the main sub with yeah. a tether. They're on a tether and they see out. They're like, holy shit. Because they see the Akula go right by them. Mm-hmm. And apparently what happens and is explained later, but we may as well explain now, is like the Akula thought on its sonar, it thought the submersible was the main submarine. So when it buzzed the submersible, it thought, oh, we're buzzing the submarine we're going to show these jokesters. Yeah. Inadvertently, this meant they put them on a direct path to crush the main submarine. And oh, yeah. Oh, it did. And then they imploded. The Akula did. Yeah, the Akula blew up. Don't you remember that? Maybe I blacked out. I don't know. Yeah, the Akula totally blew up. Yeah, they, Anyways, they were like kind sucks. of- sucks. Yeah, they were kind of fine. They get clipped by the Akula, and they were kind of fine, and the Akula explodes, and that's when everything goes to oh. shit. Yeah. And That's the, right. And then the main submarine explodes and it's the end. End of the movie. Yeah. It was a really sad movie. Sub down. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it ends. It just, it's just something going off. Sub down. Um, so anyways, there's a major fire. Basically, we check off all of our boxes here because there's a major fire. There's a bunch of people are crushed by torpedoes. There's a huge uh, yeah. fire floods. Engine is damaged. Crew is trapped in the back of the sub. There's gas leak. Are they going, to, they're well. going to crush death. They say crush death and we get to Low crush death, crush. sir. And yeah, so everything's super dire. I mean, really, the main thing that happens is the engine has been damaged. The nuclear reactor, they don't actually know it at the point, but nuclear reactor is disabled. Yeah. And because of uh, torpedo fuel, it's been filled with dangerous fumes. So they're kind of, everyone on the crew is trapped in the back. They had been, (laughs) they had gone to fight the fire. He had saved his friend from the fire, but because they went to fight the fire, they're all trapped in the back. Besides everyone who died, <laughs> yeah. like a lot of them. Yeah, so that but actually anyways. was one of the main criticisms by a lot of the reviews was like they couldn't understand why they were trapped in the back, but then Stephen Baldwin could sit in the front. <laughs> but oh, they just like well, whatever. We'll get to it. Yeah, they kind yeah, of explain. It. It's a little bit yeah. weird, but yeah. this. So the sub starts going down. Yeah. Fast and the submersible and the submersible. Dude, talk about a wild ride, man! Yeah. Hooked to a rope, <laughs> just. Wham! Yeah. Sucked down to the bottom of the And the, the guy ocean. did make a mistake. I mean, at this point, Stephen Baldwin's like, unhook. And they probably, I think if they had unhooked at that point, yes, everyone on that submarine would have died, but they probably all would have survived, I think. 
Anyways, we can, we can get to that at the end. We can start talking about it as questions yeah. of, of whether I different think, fan theories. And I'll, I'll explain why I think that is. But you'll, I mean, in the end, they they crash to the bottom. I presume this is when the submersible gets damaged. But anyways, they lose all power, but they're able to get the power back up and start moving again. And Stephen Baldwin's like, I'm pretty happy I designed this like a badass and I'm a genius. Right, guys? Mm-hmm. They're like, yes, we agree. We're glad you're a genius. And he's like, thank you. Me, Stephen Baldwin, the actor, is a genius. And they're like, okay. And then what happens then? Oh, they head over to the – yeah, they debate on where to go. And they yes. Say, okay, we're going to head over to the submarine because really uh, it, it's kind of uh, Lauren who's who's really pushing it. He, she wants to see if she can save anyone, if there's anyone to save. Yeah, but then they think the hatch might be damaged, might be water under yeah, it. They don't and... want to – yeah. So they go there and the first hatch, everything's fine. They get to the next one and there were some funny – It, it smells like peaches. Here. Yeah, it's like, oh, it smells like peaches. And I don't know anything good for you that smells like peaches that ain't peaches. And I was like – I actually like that one. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I, but did you look it up? I can't find anything that smells like peaches that is poison. Oh, well, there we go. Yeah, usually it's like almonds or something is is cyanide, but nothing smells like peaches. Well, they had the symbol on the gas detector, so you could always look and see what that smells like. It was just a peach, like right? Like C3H something. Yeah, it doesn't smell like that, though. That's just yeah. – that smells like gas or something like that. Yeah. So anyways, they know they can't breathe down there, so they put on some mumps and lung type things, and they start going through the – submarine they actually do find a detector to tell them that there's poisonous gas around and they're able to get things up and running to kind of clear out the gas yeah they and get so, some stuff back online to get the air working yeah we just you know just to clear out that gas yeah get that gas out of there man yeah you ever been uh, gassed out nope not yet at least me either um <laughs> and so yeah they're, they're kind of debating at this point there's a whole bunch of things going on like on the other side of the sub they're trying to communicate and so, like, the they're tapping on things. There's a lot of tapping. And so, Lauren is like, I could have sworn I heard something tapping. And like, the British scientist crazy. is like, get out of here, crazy woman. And she's like, I fucking know sounds. I know what tapping is. Yeah. And so, he's like, fine. Hold on. What's up? Oh, there we go. Yeah. So, she heard something like that. Like a regular. Oh, nice. Yeah. Tapping. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> just to to, to illustrate it for the listener yeah in case you don't know what tapping is that's what it was yes and so yeah so they she climbs over there a bunch of kind of shitty stuff happens she falls through somewhere trying to listen seems like she might have gotten hurt but she doesn't and then in the end they decide you know what we need someone to go off and try to get rescue while we try to get this submarine up and going and so they say they kind of argue back and forth and the british guy is eventually Decided he's going to be the one who goes. Yep. He's got to be a hero. The submersible. And there's just real weird lines. Harry, I really miss my MTV. Is like the last thing he says to the British scientist. Yeah. Who? Baldwin? Yeah. Yeah, Baldwin That's says, the last thing. I miss my MTV or whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, wait, Super what? Super <laughs> <laughs> Well, dude, you got to get those ad dollars wherever yeah. you can, right? So he heads up. They, they can kind of hear him on, on like a, through the... Sonar or whatever. They set up something where they're able to hear Some kind of talk. communication yeah. and they can, yeah. They can't talk back and forth, but they can hear what he's saying. And almost immediately things are starting to go wrong. It's clear he's like out of breath or something's going on. And it turns out that there's a crack in the submersible. And <laughs> all this time, the guy is like freaking out. And he's kind of losing it. For the most part, Baldwin's just sitting there, just straight face. Just yeah. like. He doesn't realize it until he starts going back down again. He's like, oh, it's. Go back up, Harry. Go back up. Yeah, but he's like, man, I, I can't really breathe. And yeah. Baldwin's just sitting there, like, yeah. He's old. He's probably having a heart attack. Nothing yeah. we could do. 
Um, and so in the end, the submersible actually implodes. <laughs> so, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. It kind of tosses to the side. They, yeah. only, they only could get him working for a few days. They didn't have him for a very long shooting schedule. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Well, we'll just blow him up. Yeah. So anyways, uh, a really, really funny scene is comes up when they finally do get in contact. They realize that they, the, the people in the back of the boat, the sonar guy in particular, is trying to communicate via Morse code. And they go up to this thing and there's blinking lights. Very obviously in Morse code. Mm-hmm. And Lauren is like, "There's Morse, that's Morse code. And Stephen Baldwin's like, that could be anything. This submarine has been damaged. I'm like, I thought you were a fucking genius, okay? But <laughs> clearly Morse anything. code. <laughs> what are you talking about? Maybe he's delusional because right before this, after his British friend did die, he had a moment of weakness. This is something you see in all kinds of movies. I've never experienced anything like this in my life, but it happens all the time in movies and television. When you get so mad and so fired up, you just hit something. Oh, yeah. He almost he hurt his hand on he, the door. Yeah. <laughs> he punches a metal door. Yeah. What? They should have had his hand broken, but whatever. Yeah, the rest of the time, he's got this damn club hand. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, we're close. Mm. Question mark? Anyways, so they, they decide, okay, they're, they're finally in communication. They decide, okay, we're going to check out the reactor. They go, reactor's busted. Oh, yeah. It's, it's not leaking. looking good. So they're like, okay, Baldwin, like, you got to do this with your reserve, like a pure electrical energy or whatever or whatever you can drive the sub on the auxiliary power power, power, and try to get us up through the ice and so they try this actually get things up and running and they start going but they can't it's too much water it's too heavy it's a little rough they can't do it and so they crash back down yeah they get it up for a minute and then wham and as a result they they lose like the ability to communicate and stuff like that and uh they decide two things one on the other side of the boat the captain decides it's time to take my K-19 power into my own hands. Yeah. And I'm heading into that and reactor. he grabs his K-19 in his right hand. And he heads out there. Yeah. And then Stephen Baldwin also decides he's going to, what is he doing? He's going to flush the boat out. He's going to go to the torpedo room and he's going to put air. He's going to manually put air. Oh, into the ballast. Sort of into the air. ballast. Yeah. And so he can right the sub and get it so yeah. it's sitting level. So they're kind of doing these things. That one's not as interesting. He kind of just swims around. He sees like a dead body and stuff, kind of like the abyss. But yeah. like whatever, it's all it's all knockoffs of other films. Well, this was funny though, also because there's kind of like between the EXO and the captain. EXO says, "Hey man, you probably shouldn't go into that reactor. It's not going to go well. It's not going to be good." Captain says, "Well, you know what? I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. I'm not even going to wear the suit because why would I?" Right. He goes in there. All he does is like unhooks a hose and then he dies. Yeah. So I, lo- I looked right this before, up, by the way. Okay. Right before, we just got to finish it. Right before okay. he dies, he looks back at everyone and they're like, he's like, how do I look? And they're like, you look great. You look really great. And then he's like, he pulls out his dick and they're like, how's my dick look? And they look at this real gross, like radioactive Glowing. Dick. Yeah. And they're like, it looks real good. And he's like, great, my captain dick. And then he dies. It was amazing. Yeah. It was a crazy scene really weird turn of events yeah anyway so all right you've looked something up on this yeah so I was trying all to you figure have to out. do to fix a nuclear reactor is pull off a hose well, i was trying to figure out whether you'd actually how how quickly you would actually die if you like walked into a nuclear reactor and at least at the fukushima disaster after the tsunami the answer was about two minutes so yeah it was it was pretty accurate <laughs> really so it's that fast yeah he probably would look a little worse for wear i think i'm not Much sure whether a nuclear reactor on a submarine would be as big 
as like a nuclear reactor on land. I highly doubt it. So I'm not sure exactly what the time frame was. But I wouldn't be surprised if it was a matter of minutes, as far as like 15 minutes and you're dead or something. I don't know, because on the wet floater, we have we actually just got it. We got our nuclear reactor from a nuclear power plant, right? Yeah, we also well, we just yeah, had it we got it the same day. Yeah. yeah, we also got that on eBay. Right. Yeah. Uh, anyways, we got that from our sweet lucrative podcast money. Um, and so, anyways, uh, he clears the thing. Everything's up and running. They get back. They start the reactor up. It's humming. They take the submarine up. Oh, shit. Are they going to be able to get through that ice? I don't know. Probably not. They probably are going to die still. Uh, it's not looking good. If only... I mean, there's no way. How are they going to be able to find an opening in the ice? Oh, maybe a whale biologist could come into play. Ah, Chekhov's whale biologist. The classic trope. Yes. She's like, there's some fucking whales. They need air. Do they, though? And he's like, uh, whales are fish. And she's like, actually, whales are mammals. <gasps> and then that's <laughs> all anybody took away from this movie. Right. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> They're fucking mammals? You Get out of here. kidding me? So anyways, they break through that sweet, sweet ice thanks to those whales. All right. But they, use the, they kept using the same scene. They're like, look for a thin spot or look for a flat spot in the ice. It'll be thin there. And every time they would surface, it looked like they were coming, like they're coming up into the bottom of an iceberg. It was like ridiculous. There's no way you could have broken through what they were trying, but they did. They did. They did. They broke through, and then Stephen Baldwin looks Lauren Gabriel Anwar, I guess is the actress's name, yes. in the eyes, and she's like, he's like, maybe we can fucking wash each other's backs or something, and they smooch a whole bunch. After they're watching whales in open water. Yeah. Like, what? Why don't they go up there? <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Uh, and the real tragedy of all this was that relationships based on traumatic experiences never last. And now that gets to my question. I, always, I try to end now with a question that oh, we try to answer. Excellent. Question. How long does their relationship last? Question mark. Six weeks. Oh. oh you only think that long? Dude, there was- death involved so i'm gonna give it four months i i would say six months i would say what what happens is they start dating right and they're both scientists yeah and they're like oh do you know what'd be fun we should go to the same conference together so they both submit papers to this conference and then they have this big fight in the blow up and they're gonna break up but then they realize like oh god it's gonna be so awkward because we have keynote we both are keynote speakers at this conference so now we're gonna have to see each other fuck and so then they get back together and then they have a wild weekend at that conference. Holy yeah. shit. Reignites the flame a little bit. Huh? A little bit. It lasts. Then it really fizzles out fast, though. Yeah. Like, things like that. Like, that's not going to work out either. Like, it's really like a get back together type thing. Gosh. And so then like a week later, it crashes and burns. Totally. I feel like their relationship is one that's built to last. And I think it's, uh, it reminds me a lot of my grandparents who were married oh. for 69 years. Oh, nice. <laughs> Dumb. <laughs> is that real? I shouldn't say it's dumb. Is that real? It is actually a true story. Oh no! <laughs> it's my grandma's favorite number now too. Oh, oh my word! Oh, no. She always picks sixty nine at Kino. Really? It's the funniest thing. Oh no! People are probably like you because she's ninety two. We'll go around the table. We're all naming a number. Then grandma goes sixty nine. <sighs> 
Um, Great. So wait, did anyone else have any other questions to try to answer? I, I wanted to oh, uh, I jump did. in here because it might affect our ratings, and this is in no way meant to, to contradict uh, uh, Patrick. I just found it mm. interesting, so I ended up looking it up. But uh, if you kind of search for uh, nerve agents and gases that smell Ooh. sweet, you can really dive down the rabbit hole there. And lo and behold, I found cyclosarin, which was developed by the Germans – uh, a um, enhanced version of sarin gas basically has been described many times as resembling peaches or Ooh, shellac. I couldn't oh. find that. Yeah, I didn't find All that. Right, but that is that is like specifically peaches. designed. Not something that would just accidentally be created. On it a could sub. Have, it's true. It's true. They would have just Who's died if they smelled any sarin. Agent. Right? Kyle, can I ask you one question? Yeah. Are you a scientist? I try to be. Oh, in that case, then I trust you. Yeah, good. <laughs> no, but you were literally <laughs> just he slept at the Holiday Inn Express last night. Yeah. <laughs> oh, not a sponsor. Um, I yeah. have one. What's that? Did all right. So the XO yep. lost his captain. Yes. Baldwin clearly oh, yeah. got a salute from the XO True. when they came out of the sub. Is Baldwin now the captain? Does he get his own sub? Uh, I don't know boat law very well. <sighs> you don't know boat law? No. Does anyone know boat law? Let's anything? bring in our boat law expert. Uh, Patrick, no. how are you doing? <laughs> oh, uh, no. Uh, obviously, he's not the captain because he thinks that subs are um, old, that, that really you should be concerned more with industry. So what he does is even if he got the, the captainship of the sub, he would just retire it and turn it into a factory of some kind. Or or into a museum. It's, it's yeah. entrepreneurship, really. Oh. I see what you're saying. So yes, the answer is yes. He does become the captain of the. But summary. I like the I like the factory. Yeah, <laughs> or a factory. What type of factory? <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about factory power. It's, for... a sub, it's a submarine factory, actually. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. A sub that makes subs. Yes, and that's his, that's his selling point. He goes on Shark Tank and he's like, "Sub that makes subs," and they're like. <laughs> Uh, duh. That's perfect. How many billions of dollars He's can also, we give you? I also have a submarine that makes submarine sandwiches. Just, just what? like, just like whales, it births subs live into the water. This is actually, oh it's word. perfect well, for both of them to work on. And that's how the relationship great. lasts. Oh, that's how it lasts. That's how it lasts for sixty-nine yeah. years. Oh. Okay. So is there all sorts of gene splicing and all sorts of stuff? Yeah. And, and submarines don't have genes. And then the other, the mini subs that are born, well, eventually they grow up. Do um the mini subs? Let's be clear, not the submersibles, because right. those are not independent. Are they? Uh, do they become self-aware and rise up? This is all valid questions yeah. for our next episode where we analyze just the basketball. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get some rating. Yeah, sure. He's going first. I can go first. Go first. All right. Uh, the, so I know we've dubbed this. I mean, you guys have dubbed this as a bad movie. I I told Jamie this movie is just fine. Like I don't. It's a fine movie. It's just like <laughs> it's okay. It's not anything overly bad. Sure, the acting wasn't great. Visuals were like decent for what this movie was. Although they'd really like to use the same scene over and over underneath the water. Now that you bring up the basketball scene, I really enjoy it. That as she really boosts great. it up, the shower scene was super funny, <laughs> great. and it had a lot of the stuff that we're looking for in all these movies. Just you know, without the high price tag of those big actors. <laughs> Actually, it's the most expensive movie we've ever is. done since I had to pay, or I guess my brother paid twenty dollars for it. <laughs> and it's kind of fun because of how we had to get this movie. Yeah. 
Uh, so I'm going to give it like a, I don't know, like a four. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. It's, it's hmm. a four. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. 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 What does that Tolstoy Patrick, think go. of that? Okay. Patrick, go. Tolstoy's asleep. It is oh, 1.30 in the morning here. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I would say, like, what I enjoyed about the film is that it, it has, like, a ton of sub-action. Like, they're doing a lot of the protocols. You can tell in the beginning that they're really into, like, getting all the protocols right. And they do think, we're in the baffles, sir. Like, they're really into, like, getting everything. We, we don't call them torpedoes. That's what the enemies have. We call them units. Things like that. Oh, I forgot no, about yeah. the units. He didn't mention that he was pointing at his pants when he said that. <laughs> yeah. We call them units. We call them units. Uh, is, I kind of I like that when I watch the submarine movies and listening to your podcast every week. I'm a super fan. I have learned more about submarines. It is a big testament to this podcast. I think is that I've learned a lot about super submarines. And uh, watching this, I can kind of like see pick out little bits and pieces where I'm like, oh, I've I've learned about all these like little bits and pieces about submarines. So I like that. The acting is absolutely atrocious. And I'd say as a movie, I'll give it like a three. But I'm gonna bump it up to like a three point five because there's enough oh. like entertaining stuff in it where. I think, I mean, I watched like the first 20 minutes again, right before we did this podcast. So I think there's like enough of it where I was like, oh, I, I kind of actually can tolerate this film. Like I would, if someone said, Hey, you want to watch sub down with me? I'll probably be like, fine. <laughs> Why aren't we watching it right now? I think it's a mistake. I think the, t- the piece that you need to watch is not even the end or the beginning. It's right in that middle part where they're just like cruising around and there's just like literally scenes that seem not connected to each other just going on. Yeah. Basketball shower. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, it's just like, like life on the sub. E-, e from Entourage getting his nudes stolen. Yeah. At one point, they're playing a board game and they shoot like a, one of the people shoots like a something or other at the board game and breaks it up. And they're like, what are you, children? It's like that's a whole scene that happens in that film. The dinner scene. <laughs> the dinner scene, really. Stephen Baldwin looks like the most um, – like just completely like a, the biggest douchebag in the universe yeah. during that scene. Yeah. And it's just just during that scene. Otherwise, he looks great. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. I'm going to come up last. Brom, you go ahead. Uh, well, sure. Uh, so with this, we uh, had a lot of our uh, mainstays of submarine movies. You know, we had Crush Depth. We had Dick Jokes. We had Harlem Globetrotters. You know, all those ones that we check off every week. <laughs> <laughs> Globetrotters, get them in there. Right. <laughs> And uh, no, but ultimately, when I wrap this movie up, you know, I rate the movie how I enjoyed it. And either the scenes seemed to be, you know, tolerable or they were so stupid they were funny and I was enjoying them for for their comedic merit. So to me, this movie was perfectly okay. And I'm going to give it a five. Whoa. All right. And that's what I need. I need to build to a crescendo because, <laughs> boys, I got to say, I don't think this movie is even that bad. Okay. I think this movie is actually competently directed compared to something like Agent Red, which is not. I think it is a film that has uh, acting that at times is okay. That's pretty good, right? And a lot of sub-action. A lot of, like, how much of this movie takes place on a submarine? Most of it. Yeah. Like I mean, five percent. Yeah, take away like the first five ten minutes. So much action, checking off all the boxes. Not as bad as I certainly not as bad as I thought. I thought for sure it was gonna be a pile of shit that made no sense. Yeah. Guess what? <laughs> it made sense, ish, and it was competently made somehow. So 
I'm coming in even higher. 5.5. Wow. Wow. So there we go. It's very impressive. It's quite the glowing endorsement for a movie that no one literally has. And no one can get. Sorry, guys. Not for sale. I feel like that adds to the mystique of it. Like it's a watchable movie that people it is can't a watch. watch. That's a good way to describe it. It is, it is definitely watchable. I wouldn't say it's like entertaining necessarily. <laughs> but it's watchable and has a lot of submarine stuff to it. One, one gripe I and did have. It is fun- it, at times it is funny. Yeah, yeah, it does have funny stuff. One gripe I did have is when the captain went in to the nuclear reactor. Yes. This was a perfect opportunity to take a wrench. And at first I thought he mm-hmm. had a pipe wrench, yeah. but he didn't. He took what's like a uh, like a vice hand grip. He took that in there. It is also a perfect opportunity to um, have him become a mutant. Oh, my word. Yeah. Also a perfect opportunity where after the final scene where they're smooching, it shows people having to like clean up afterwards and like, oh, shit. Yeah. He's like- or can you really imagine when they, when they surface? <laughs> He's like straight up in that reactor. We don't have to go in there, right? And they're like, no, that would be like an OSHA violation. When they, <laughs> when they're up on top of the ice and they're kissing and you see the exo salute, yeah. Stephen Baldwin, all of a sudden, yeah. you just see this glowing fist just shoot up and this guy just launch from the sub. Or it's like they're smooching. And it's the captain. They're like making out for a really long time. And the whole time they're making out, you just see the mutant come out from the submarine and start killing everyone. But they're not noticing because they're so into making out with each yeah. other. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be <laughs> and good. And then the end, smash cut. This is the prequel to the thing. Yes, yeah. it is. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. Anyways, should we get into some trivia? Let's do it. All right. So. This is an Alan Smithy film. No. Do you know what that means? It sounds like a made-up name. It is. That's because when a director decides that he does not want to have his name on a project, he will replace it with Alan Smithy, although that's kind of old because they no longer do that. You have to to take credit now? No, no, no. I forget forget how it works now, but maybe they even do have to take credit. They use different names now. Yeah, yeah. Now there's a bunch of different names or whatever. But Alan Smithy, it used to be a thing that no one knew. And then when it became popular, it stopped. They said, no, we're not going to Yeah, if everybody knows. If it be, if, and also, I think it was because when people knew, people would want to do it kind of stuff. So there'd all yeah. be a whole bunch of Alan Smithies. Anyways, in reality, this was directed by Greg Champion. Um, he's probably best known as the producer of Short Circuit. No and way. With Johnny Five? Sure. Yes. And then he directed The Cowboy Way, starring Mustard Man's close friend and confidant, Kiefer Sutherland. Oh, yes. Uh, There is a Variety article, and thanks to Patrick for finding this, but there's a Variety article that states that he took his name off after post-production when it turned out that the final film differed significantly from his cut, which I think, as a podcast, we should demand via Twitter, tweet at Greg Champion, director's cut. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For our personal Extended. use. Extended. Yeah. And then we'll do a, another podcast about the director's cut of this film. With him. We could be on the we could be on director's commentary. And he 100% should be on this podcast as a guest if he wants to. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, lots of literary references in the film. Uh, Baldwin refers to uh, Edvard Ludwig, as I said. Uh, in 1997, he would have been a year away from releasing his newest book. Um, and the previous one had been four years ago. So I'm not sure what this genius was talking about. Whatever. Uh, the next scene, the scientist, uh, the British scientist is reading Dardanelle's Patrol, a book by Anthony Hunter about World War I exploits of a British submarine. That sounds fun. And then Baldwin quotes Walt Whitman in a moment of crisis. It's even mentioned in a book about Whitman. There's a section of a book written about Whitman where it says, as mentioned in Subdown. 
And I'm like, why would you even bother mentioning that? It's a film that no one knows. <laughs> they it's put really, that. They it, put that in a book. Yeah, it's really weird. Jamie, is there a Wikipedia page for this movie? There is, I believe, okay. isn't there? Oh my word! I was going to say you're about to go to war <laughs> Actually, again. You know, to, this just feels like head, I'm not sure, but I think so. It just feels like something that needs that TLC of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, what was what was your your handle on uh, on there? Uh, I can't remember. I have to go back and look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just look at Steel Sharks, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, the USS Portsmouth uh, SSN 707 and the USS Albuquerque SSN 706 were the two subs used in the portrayal of the Portland. The Albuquerque in particular has a very interesting history. So there was a flight, TWA Flight 800, that crashed off of New York. And there were some claims that it had been shot by a CETA air missile by mistake. And there was a lot of conspiracy theories about this. They did a whole bunch of investigations. Turns out that they cleared all the submarines and the ships in the area is not responsible. And anyways, they ended up finding that it was almost certainly a fuel tank explosion um, as supported by like recordings of the captain and stuff like that. So, uh, but this was one of the submarines that was had to be cleared because it was in the area. Hmm. In addition, in 2005, a crew member deserted the Albuquerque and was found to have tried to pass sensitive information to the Russians. And he was no sent to jail for 12 years. Way. Yeah. This was filmed in the tiny country of Luxembourg. Similar to other great films, such as Fear.com, Wing Commander, great film, and The Musketeer. Really? Yeah. All right. <clears throat> so, Gabriel Anwar, we knew her as Lauren. But yes. She was smoking hot and she had sexual tension and on-screen chemistry with Stephen Baldwin, obviously. It's off the charts. And so... What other actors that Gabriel Anwar also had great on-screen chemistry with would have done well in this film? How about Charlie Sheen, Kiefer Sutherland, or Chris O'Donnell from The Three Musketeers? <laughs> Charlie Sheen, come on. Who would he play? Main main character? Stephen Baldwin. Straight up? Yeah. Oh, I'm trying yeah. to think of who would be the best nerd. Chris I would like to see Kiefer, Kiefer as a nerd. It would be pretty funny. Yeah. Chris O'Donnell's too on the nose. Yeah. He'd, he'd, he'd be like the sonar guy. He's E. He, uh, Chris O'Donnell. Oh, yeah, or E. Yeah, pretty much like that. Charlie Sheen, you're right. Charlie Sheen or Kiefer Sutherland is the, the best. Charlie Sheen's got that crazy factor that I think could really up the ante here. No, see, Patrick, this is Chris O'Donnell's got to be the- uh, Captain. has got to be the- uh, No, <laughs> could be the sonar because the next mm. one, Michael J. Fox from For Love or Money. Oh, yeah. Right? Isn't that E? Yes, that's E. Obviously. Yeah, straight up E, right? mm -hmm. Michael J. Fox. I mean, E, that's what they say about E from Entourage. They say he's the new Michael J. Fox. Ooh, if you get Cowboy Way, Kiefer Sutherland with the mustache, he could be the, the CEO. Good call. What about the horse from Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken? She was the one who rode the horse off the, like, the diving oh, board no. into some water. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That'd be the animal that everybody, they sneak on. You know, some people are like, oh, we brought a... But a bird. A bird. Oh, here's a here's my pet rat. <laughs> oh, here's my fucking horse. And it's like tr like bucking and kicking the yeah. torpedoes, and that's how all the gas gets released. That'd be amazing. Yeah. What about uh, Christopher Walken? Things to do in Denver. Oh, when you're dead. Scientist, Captain. Scientist. Oh, oh that'd be good. He's be good a great scientist. one, actually. Yeah, that's a good call. He'd be a really funny scientist for that one. Yeah. Okay. What about Ed Harris? Now they starred together. In a little-known film, it's an erotic thriller called Bold Lightning, uh, where Ed Harris plays a detective who falls for the prime suspect in the murder. Mm. It's played by Gabriel, obviously. Ooh. So the big twist. Can you guess the twist? Ed Harris is actually the killer? Yes, and? He's a ghost. 
Oh, is he a ghost? No. Are oh, they all dead the whole time? No. So he was actually investigating stuff because he was the killer. Yeah. But Gabriel Anwar wasn't a woman at all, but she was a barrel of grease. <laughs> oh. yeah. But you can't judge, Kyle. You can't judge love. Okay. You can't. So there we go. Barrel of grease. <laughs> Just in love with that barrel of grease. What are you, what yeah. are you saying? Anyways, Phantom Zone. Real quick, Phantom Zone, because this is obviously a very easy one to do Phantom Zone for. Engage the Phantom. Phantom's engaged, sir. But uh, Anwar was also in the Mysterious Island TV movie, which is the sequel to 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. What? Patrick Stewart played Captain Nemo in that one. Wow. And you, I made sure, don't worry, guys, I made sure that the Nautilus made an appearance in the film. You can watch it on YouTube, and I saw him on the Nautilus. Okay. <laughs> Wait. Now, is this what we talked about when we talked about 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea? What? Where, like, we wanted a trilogy where there was 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, where they get to the Nautilus, and then- 20,000 Leagues 2, Cannibal Island, and then, well, and then the rest? Like, this is like the second one. This is Cannibal Island? Well, it's like basically the Nautilus is like parked in an island, a volcano island. <laughs> Anyways. Vinny Jones is in that film, and he's also in the Steven Seagal film called Submerged, not to be confused with other films called Submerged. That happens. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and then uh, from there, it's easy. Seagal was in Under Siege. It features Glenn Morshauer, uh, which I just watched in the, new, in the old Godzilla, 1998 Godzilla. Uh, and he was in Pearl Harbor and that also features our boy Billy Fickner and the rest of the history. Back to Phantom. Yeah. That's it. That's all I got. It's crazy. You didn't even have to use a producer or sound editor or anything like that. When a film features Stephen Baldwin, you know it's going to Yeah, you can do something. Things things will work. It actually was a kind of by the skin of the teeth though. There there wasn't actually that many films. Yeah. Yeah. Only two or three for each link. All righty. It's time for Subs Worldwide. It's it's sub 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 world world wide wide wide. So in the movie we watched, a United States sub was slammed into by a Russian submarine. Sure, it's like you know it's been a while since I've done a Russian sub. Let's go ahead and pull out a good one. The whiskey class. When was that from? This one is from. It was first started its design stages in the early 1940s. Yes. I was going to say, I want an old Russian submarine. Yeah. Perfect. And it was finalized. Designs was finalized in 1946. And these were all heavily influenced by the German Type 21. Oh. Yes. So have Scandalous. You, have you ever done German Type 21? <sighs> You're going to ask me off the top of my head like that? I don't know. I can't remember. Probably not. Uh, so these were first designed as coastal patrol submarines and there are multiple variants to them, but for the specs, they have a length of 249 feet, four inches long. They have a beam of 20 feet, eight inches. These are diesel electrics with two 4,000 horsepower diesel engines. That's a lot of horses. It is two 2,700 horsepower electric motors and two 100 horsepower electric creeps. Oh. A little creep stuff going on. Hmm. Creep, creep. Creeping it up. up, up. Uh, they're coastal, though. Why do they even need engines? Good question. They could just have the horses. On the land. Yeah. With ropes. And the and the horses. Let's them. write a letter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you do this? Russia, you made a mistake. Yeah. Let me explain. <laughs> How could you do that? Uh, so on the surface, they can travel at 18.25 knots. Well, submerged, 13.1. This is back in the day where our ranges were all limited. 
They have a range of 8,580 nautical miles while surface 10 knots, submerged 335 nautical miles at 3 knots. Holds 52 people. And for the weapons, it has 6 21-inch torpedo tubes, 12 torpedoes, 22 mines, one 25mm AA gun, and two 57mm AA guns. There were 236 of them built, 215 in Russia, and 21 in China. Wait, really? Yes. Seems quite odd, doesn't it? It does seem a little odd. Mm-hmm. So now these were built in the 40s and all that. And <laughs> it seems kind of crazy. Um, these All these incidents that happened with them. Okay. So, <laughs> in 1961, the S-80 was lost due to accidental flooding right. while the boat was submerged. In 1972, a submarine, the KNM Sklina of the Norwegian Navy, had contact with what they thought was a whiskey-class submarine. After 14 days of the hunt, the military finally released documents in 2009 that confirmed that that was the case. In 1981, the S-178 was run down by a merchant vessel. Hmm. It's like Grey Lady Down type situation. Yeah, just running it down. Hmm. Well, I don't think they smacked into it, but they just like ran it down. Like, you surface, you mo. Oh, I see. You mofo. Uh, also in 81, the S-363 ran aground in Swedish territorial waters oh. near a naval base, which doesn't really look good, you know? Oh, no, we're not there. Uh, uh, In February 2007, the decommissioned S-194 took took on water and sank off the coast of Denmark while being towed to be part of a naval museum. Ah. Yeah. That's sad. Now it's a, maybe you could scuba dive it. I don't know. Or free dive it. Yeah. And then in uh, 2009, a previously unknown identified sunken whiskey class was discovered with Sweden's EEZ. Close to the island of Gotland. It was a decommissioned sub which sank while under tow to be scrapped in Denmark. Were any of them successfully turned into museums? I don't know that. I didn't find that. What? I know. Let's How look. dare you? Drink a little whiskey in a whiskey class. <clears throat> Do what we can. That would be amazing. What yeah. you just described. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Patrick, our guest of honor. Oh, did sorry. you do, did you do anything? <laughs> I didn't hear almost any of that. I was I was fiddling with my Discord, but I am here. Can you hear me? Yes. yes. <laughs> Excellent. Do uh, you have anything special for this episode? Uh, I did prepare something um, because this is a TV movie, and previously, what I did with all of our television versions of this was I tried to figure out what else was on that night, and then you guys have to decide what you're going to watch. So you can Very choose. Nice. I like this. You can choose sub down. That's your first choice. USA Network, nine p.m. That's when it started <laughs> on November nineteenth, nineteen ninety-seven. That same night, Drew Carey show. Mm. The episode, mm. very important episode, very special episode. Drew's brother, Drew's older brother Steve, pays a surprise visit. He's down in his luck after going through a break, broken engagement and losing his job. Kate convinces Drew to give Steve a job in the cosmetics department. One afternoon at work, Drew is astounded to find his brother dressed in woman's clothing. 
complete oh, this is the first with a time that, that you ever saw his brother cross-dressing? Yes. Steve reveals Whoa. he is a cross-dresser. Upon this discovery, Mr. Wick demands Drew fire Steve immediately. Oh, really? That seems offensive now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that same night. That, so that's back to back with Ellen. I think the important with the episode question is Emma. who plays Drew's who plays Drew's brother. Uh, the guy from Fargo and the guy from Zodiac. He's a character actor. He's bald. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know his face if you yeah, 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 you yeah. know his face. Uh, so Emma on the show Ellen, the episode Emma for Ellen. While attending a Hollywood social party with Paige, Ellen spots British actress Emma Thompson making out with another woman. And Ooh. afterward, mm, scandalous, afterward convinces Paige to hire her as Emma's personal assistant while she's in town to fil- film a movie and to receive a Lifetime Achievement Award. Ellen then convinces Emma to come out to the public against Paige's protest. But Emma soon reveals to Ellen that it's not the only sordid secret that she hides of her past. At the banquet, Sean Penn appears with a surprise revelation of his own. That sounds crazy. <laughs> yeah. Emma, uh, I mean, sorry, Ellen must have been like a crazy show at that point. That's those are like super high powered actors. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow. okay. On Fox, this is an hour long party of five. Truth be told, Charlie oh, finally tells. This is a very important episode as well. Charlie finally tells individually the rest of his siblings about his illness. Uh, yeah, alcoholism. I'm pretty sure it's cancer, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, that's right. He had cancer. Who yeah. was the alcoholic? I don't know. But he <laughs> has a point. But he turns to – I'd never seen the show too. <laughs> but he turns – I think Scott Wolf. I think Scott Wolf may have had problems. Yeah, alcohol, so. But he turns to Kirsten as he begins to feel increasingly sick, angry, and frightened and unable to cope with Claudia's inquisitiveness, Bailey's awkward effort to bond, and Julia's selfishness. Meanwhile, Griffin's financial problems began to take its toll on him and Julia in which they are evicted from their apartment over late rent payments. Very dramatic. Really dramatic. Yeah. And on NBC, these are some short ones. Uh, as a matter of fact, one of them didn't, did not even have a description on INDB. Mm. But Third Rock oh. from the Sun, A Friend in Dick is the name of the episode. <laughs> and it has the, uh, maybe that. <laughs> it has the simplest thing I've ever heard. Dick has to find somebody to take to a dance performance and realizes he doesn't have any friends. Oh. Yeah. That's sad. <laughs> He's an alien, so it makes sense. That's true. He is an alien. Uh, and then working, starring uh, what's his face, uh, the guy from Wonder Years. <clears throat> oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Fred uh, Savage. Yeah, yes. Fred Savage. Uh, this one's just called Lost Weekend, but there's no description. So I'll just give you the description of working in general. What do you do after graduating college? Go to work, and that is exactly what Matt wants to do. He wants to climb up the corporate ladder the old-fashioned way by working. But with the bizarre employees that can be found in a multinational corporation, it looks like a long and hard climb to the top. That sounds horrible. Yeah. So those are the five – I'll give you those five (laughs) choices, six choices. Uh, so Jamie, and we can't uh, choose. We can't choose sub down. You can. You can. Choose you can choose sub down. down. That's a six choice. Yeah, yeah. So there's the, oh, so you can choose sub down or <clears throat> any of those five. I think I'm watching sub down again. Ooh, Jamie, That's interesting choice. Party. Just to clarify, though, party of down, party of five. Sorry, but not party of down. Uh, party of five did not take place on a submarine, right? No, party of a down. Yeah, I think it took place in San Francisco, but not in a submarine. Lame. Um. You know what? That's a pretty important Drew Carey episode. Yeah. Cleveland Rocks. Let's do it. I'm jumping in. That's probably my second choice. Kyle. I think I would also, granted what I'd known at that time, it would be Drew Carey. Yeah, I think it's Drew Carey as well. I mean, I think. 
That is a very important episode. Yeah. I remember watching that episode. And then yeah. for like yes. a year, the brother is a crossdresser on the show. And then yeah. eventually he's just like, yeah, you know what? Him. I'm over it. And then he's never yeah. a crossdresser. He's just a, just a, his brother. Doesn't he marry Mimi? He marries Mimi. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. yeah. Spoilies, by the way. Does Spo- he? Spoiler yeah, alerts yeah. for Drew Carey's show. Sorry. Sorry for Drew Carey's show. Spoiler alerts. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I did want to mention, Ro- did, did you have anything more with that? No, no, that was it. I was just, I just like okay. to give the, what else was on in 1997, November 1997. So, uh, so I did want to mention real quick, surviving examples of the whiskey class. There is two preserved. S189 is preserved in a museum in St. Petersburg, Russia. So when we take our uh, podcast on the road, we can stop there. And then KRI Pasopati, it was previously S290, is preserved in Surabaya, Indonesia. Mm. So if you're ever in really? Indonesia, you could stop by and check. All that right, out. let's go check it out. Man. Grab grab some blood orchids. Snack, oh, for snag sure. A little tour of the sub. Well, what, Patrick, come on. That's kind of implied. Why else would you be in Indonesia? I agree. You need blood orchids to live forever. I believe. Yeah. Never even heard of them. <laughs> Anaconda two hunt for the uh, hunt for red orchid or is it or, what is it the blood, blood orchid? orchid the blood orchid yeah. Ah, that's great. <laughs> well then, yeah. Let's go. All righty. I'm ready for the succulent Zach Vax. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah, if he was here and just silent the whole time. <laughs> What's going hey, on? Hey. <laughs> Someone say Zach Vax? Because yeah. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Tube three ready to fire, sir. Commence the countdown. Uh, so tonight, uh, since we got Patrick on here, uh, we always do a face-off when we got Patrick, but I think Ooh. for uh, time purposes, I think we'll just let you all sort of work together on these. But uh, oh, once again, we got, we got our twins. We got our bad movie twins, badmovietwins.gov. And what better way to celebrate a couple of twins on the podcast by doing some Baldwin Brothers trivia. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, here we go. All right, so I want you to tell me which of the Baldwin brothers each of these little fun facts uh, are attributed to, all right? And your your options are Stephen Baldwin, Alec Baldwin, and Adam Baldwin. Oh, okay. one of the not Baldwin brothers at the end there? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that, that might be one of the trivia questions. Mm. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for those who don't know, Stephen is from Sub Down. Alec is famous for portraying Donald Trump and from our Hunt for Red October episode. And Adam Baldwin is of Firefly fame. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's true. Anyway, spaceships are submarines. Firefly fame. Oh. Yeah. Well, was there a question? No, I was just saying okay. spaceships are like <clears throat> submarines that fly through space. They are, they are. So he, I guess, is technically a submarine veteran as well. Sure. Here we go. First one. They're also Baldwin. like they're like horses of space. <laughs> okay. And submarines are like horses of the sea. They're like seahorses. Let's coin that. Let's actually let's uh, get a trademark on that. Seahorses. All right. All right. <laughs> 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 this Baldwin brother endorsed Donald Trump for president in July of 2015. This is easy. This is obvious. Stephen. Stephen Baldwin. Yeah. That is Stephen. This Baldwin brother worked as a busboy at a disco club. Uh, it has to be Alec, old, right? so Alec. Alec, yeah. It is Alec. You're two for Ooh. two. 
Number three, this oh. Baldwin brother created a Christian ministry that toured the country, blending extreme sports with the teachings of Christ. Stephen. 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 Three for three, boys. Boom. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> this Baldwin brother has voiced characters in Beware the Batman, Justice League Unlimited, and Static Shock. Do you know any of these, Kyle? Do you know any of those shows? Big fan? Static Shock? Never heard of them. Adam? I do you think he, I remember yeah, Static I, I, Shock. I think up. he I think he's sneaking in an Adam here. I think he's sneaking in Adam. Four for four, guys. Yes. You're on fire. Wow. Number five, this Baldwin brother was kicked off a plane because he was in the Alec. middle of a heated game of words with friends and refused oh, to Alec. turn off his electronic device. <laughs> Alec Baldwin. <laughs> five for five. It's Alec Baldwin. Number six, this Baldwin brother has worked as a commercial truck driver. Hmm. Oh. Would you say Adam? It's got to be Adam, it's right? It's got to be Adam. These these brothers know their brothers. Six for six. Yeah. Wow. Because well, like, I feel like the Baldwin brothers, they were basically like- They were Hollywood kind of royalty. Immediately. Like yeah, Stephen like would have already and- been- you know, ready to go straight into movies by the time he was like old enough to be yeah. in movies. It could have been Alec, I guess, but still, I feel like Alec was like he was at a disco. That's true. He was at a disco. Good call. He be driving trucks through working at a disco. Yeah, it's true. It's one. It's actually in the laws of being a truck driver. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, this uh, with six of six here. This begs the question: Can they go a perfect ten? Ooh. Number seven, this Baldwin brother taught theater. Wait, 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 wait. is this number seven? Yeah, this is number seven. This Baldwin brother taught theater courses at Southampton University. Oh no, Jesus! Do we have him tripped up here? No googling. Do we're not? Kyle, you want to you want to help them, or they they're just too much of a group. Baldwin I think brother taught they are theater courses in it. I don't want to. I don't want to taint any. What do you think about Stephen, Patrick? I think it's Stephen. What do you think? Patrick? Anybody overruling? We're going with Stephen. I think we're going with Stephen. Stephen is incorrect. No, it was Alec like Patrick. Baldwin. Patrick would have got it. He he's in England. I think he fell asleep, <laughs> disconnected or something. <laughs> And Alec, Alec would have been, that would have been, oh, we did, probably we would have helped him. We lost Patrick and yeah. that, that severed the tie. That it severed, severed the, the tie. That's why we missed it. And we missed it because we severed the tie with severed. <laughs> we can, we can, uh, we can blame it on I'm, that. I'm back. What happened? Okay. Yeah. All right. Ask him the question. <laughs> this Baldwin you, brother, you heard the question. No, I didn't. This Baldwin brother taught theater courses at Southampton University. Oh. Steven? No. We both got Steven. Wow. I think we'll still blame it on the disconnect there. Sure. Yeah, I was going to say, actually, if we had been able to discuss link. it, I think we would have arrived at Alec. All right, they're still shooting for an A minus. <laughs> a minus on the line here, guys. Number eight, this Baldwin brother is not a Baldwin brother. Adam Baldwin. There you go. It's back. The tether is back. <laughs> Here we oh, yeah, go. Perfect. That mental tether. Number nine. These are these are some fun ones. This Baldwin brother is the father-in-law of Justin Bieber. Oh, that's, oh, that's Steven. Steven. Yeah. Yep, that is correct. His daughter, Haley Baldwin. Yeah. 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 Hey, yeah. Haley Baldwin's married to, you know. And then and then Alec Baldwin's daughter's a model. I forget what her name. What is her name again? Ireland? Anyways, yes. And number 10, this Baldwin brother has a Hannah Montana tattoo on his left shoulder. Stephen Baldwin. That is Stephen Baldwin. 
It's Stephen Baldwin, guys. You got the A minus. <laughs> nice. you know, do, do you guys know the story of that? No, I know not you, but at all. You He was a his. I guess his kid was like a big fan of Hannah Montana or whatever. And then he was at like an event where Miley Cyrus was also at the event, and he said, "Will you let me be on your show if I got a Hannah Montana tattoo?" And she said, "Yes." Because it was like they were fucking around and Stephen Baldwin, he's probably like a fucking crazy person. Yeah. And he gets the tattoo and then he like shows it to her at like a different event and she's like, great. And then she never got to appear on the show. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. He says he regrets and then he it. Said, then he said he regrets it. Yeah. <laughs> well, no shit. Oh my God. It's, ter- it's a terrible story. <laughs> I wouldn't regret that one. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like how I got that tattoo that yeah. I regret. Mm-hmm. It just says... uh it says, it's just a picture of your face, Kyle. You see it? Yeah. It's amazing, right? Yeah. And it says, can't touch this. Thanks for listening to Submersion. Find us on SoundCloud and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Can't get enough of us? Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Thursday. And if you like what you heard, please go ahead and give us a rating.